Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. New year, new me. This year, my New Year's goal is blank. This year, my New Year's resolution is blank. Maybe you've caught yourself saying those exact same words at the beginning of every new year. We're already, let's see, almost nine months into the year. And what have those New Year's goals and resolutions been treating you? (laughs) I know I've failed mine. So why is it that more often than not, people fail those New Year's goals and resolutions? Is it because they set the bar too high for themselves? Or is it because they are too weak? In our text for today, we see that Jesus had a goal and achieved it perfectly for us all. Christ reached his goal for us all through obedience and suffering to become the source of salvation. So we see in the early verses of our text for today that the writer of the Hebrews makes it clear that Christ knew what his goal was. Though son he was, he learned from obedience from what he had suffered. We have seen examples in Jesus' life where he knows what it was like to suffer. For example, firstly, for starters, he faced all those everyday sufferings that humans like you and I face every day. He was hungry, tired. He dealt with sickness, sadness, etc. And secondly, he dealt with persecution and opposition to those Pharisees who were opposing him in every corner, or even the Roman soldiers who mocked and ridiculed and beat him. So Jesus, yeah, he knew what it was like to suffer. And he was the son of God. He didn't have to deal with such obstinate people that did not want to listen to what he said. But Jesus knew what his goal was. And the writer of the Hebrews makes it clear that even in those dark times, Jesus turned to his father. So we read from verse 7. During the days of Jesus' life here on earth, he offered prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. (laughs) We're kind of reminded of Gethsemane, aren't we? Where Jesus is there on the last night before he dies and he's on his knees begging, crying to his father if there's any other way to save the human race. The father obviously answers that this must be the way. So instead of buckling under the pressure, Jesus went and completed that goal fully for our sakes as well. See, the writer of the Hebrews makes it clear that this was their high priest. And now when we think of priest, we think of a guy with a clerical collar, but that's not who Jesus was. 
See, the high priest was someone who offered prayers on behalf of the people and then sacrifices for the forgiveness of all their sins. In a far greater way, Jesus was that high priest. He offered prayers on behalf of people like you and me. He offered the perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of all of our sins. But it was because of our sinful nature that put Jesus on that path of obedience and suffering. So think of the goals you have set for yourself. Are they sometimes a little too selfish? Or do they take priority of what God has commanded? For example, the two great commands in the Old Testament are love your God and love your neighbor. But how often have we failed to do that? I, I know I have. And so when we have those goals set for ourselves, sometimes we like to think, God, you set the bar too high. But almost always, it's because of our sinful nature, because we are too weak. And if we want to get more specific, there's a, for example, there's a command. Uh, Children, obey your parents so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on earth. But we have been kids before. And we know how easy it is to disobey our parents. That's just an example, but we can keep going with many other examples through each one of the commandments and talk about it. But we, if we get down to it, we have not offered our life of unbroken love to our God and Father. But with three words, we know that that goal is completed. It is finished. With those three words, we know that Christ achieved that goal for you and for me. So that there's nothing more that we need to do and there's nothing more that needs to be done in order to reach our heavenly goal. Christ achieved his goal for us all and became the source of salvation for everyone. For the writer of the Hebrews, this was especially important for the people at that time. We read from verse 9, And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. This was a comfort to know for them, the, the Jewish people at that time, because this was their promised Messiah from the time of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. This was their promised Messiah through the line of David. And, and it's like they were literally waiting for Christmas for thousands of years. Think of that for a moment. Think of it like this. Think of a boy who is promised a, a perfect gift for Christmas. And every year he goes down and asks his father, is this the perfect gift? And the father responds that this is not the gift, the perfect gift. And so each year he goes down, maybe there's some grumbling, maybe there's some anger towards his father. Maybe he likes to think that some other gift is the perfect gift. In the same way, those, those people of Israel were like that child. 
They, they were waiting for a gift for so long that some turned away from what God had to say. But to others, it was that perfect gift. This was their Messiah, and they could rejoice and be glad that this was their perfect gift, their Messiah. So, it's no less true for us here today. Think of the goals we have set. But instead, think of Christ, who had that perfect goal with you in mind. Think of that for a moment, of how a Jewish rabbi 2,000 years ago had each one of us in mind, each of us by name, knowing who we were and what we would do, and that we would be his forever in heaven. Wow, isn't that amazing? (laughs) Or he became the source of salvation for everyone who obeys him, for those who put their faith in him and trust him. He became the source of eternal salvation. Think of it like this. Think of a river with a water source. And as that water source spreads throughout the land and touches everything in that land through different channels and streams, it gives life to everything and and washes clean the land. In a far greater way, Jesus is that source of salvation, like that river who cleanses us and gives us life and so that we, we drink from the knowledge of his word and we are cleansed because we know that our faith in him is sufficient and that we are cleansed and wiped clean from all the sin. So, my last question for you today is this. Do you know who Eric Weyenmayer is? I know it's an odd question, but he was a man who had a lofty goal that seemed otherwise impossible. See, he climbed Mount Everest even though he was blind. Wow. Think of that for a moment. Think of your, your world is dark, you can't see, and you're climbing what seems to be a frozen tundra up and up and up. In a far greater way, Christ achieved that goal for us all. He climbed that mountain, and, and we were his goal. <laughs> and he, he stuck his flag and said, this is mine. These people are mine. So that they don't have to worry about sorrow and pain and death and sin. We are washed clean because he achieved that goal for us all, dear brothers and sisters. Wow, isn't that amazing? And, and no way did Jesus stop halfway and think, hmm, well, this is getting too hard. Or might as well turn back now. No. Jesus did not do that. He achieved that goal for you and for me so that we have an eternal home waiting for us in heaven. And with the love that's so great for each one of us, a, a love so great that even if you were the only person on this earth God still would have sent his son to achieve that perfect goal for you and for me. Or for you. (laughs) But we know that Jesus has a home waiting for us in heaven. 
And so let us lift our eyes to the Lamb who sits on the throne, to the one who's waiting for us to come home. Let us give thanks and praise to our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we say, Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.